0: Hi, I'm Jennifer Zollett. and I'm Larkin Bell. Welcome to our podcast, A Female Lens.
1: We have a special bonus episode for you today featuring one of our favorite past guests, Nisha Ganatra, director of the recently released The High Note, starring Tracy Ellis Ross and Dakota Johnson. Check out watchthehighnote.com to find out where you can digitally watch it. Hope you enjoy the conversation and stay tuned for our upcoming season 3. <laughs>
0: Okay. Hey, good to see you again. You too. (laughs) Nisha, thank you so much for joining us again on the podcast. We're so excited to have you back. And we're talking about The High Note today. If you could just tell us a little bit about the film and then also what drew you to this story written by Flora Greeson.
2: Okay. So The High Note is about Grace Davis, who is, um, an amazing music icon who is at a point in her career where she's at a crossroads and she has to make the decision about whether she should um, sort of continue down the safe path that she's been on and keep her mega stardom status, um, you know, in line and uh, take the sort of safer road, or if she should um, get back to what was, what made her the icon in the first place, which is like, writing her own music and um, recording a new album and it's sort of the relationship between her and her assistant maggie who's a young woman who has been um dreaming of being in the music industry for years and years and years she works as grace davis's um, personal assistant and she has a dream of becoming a music producer so it's also about maggie and whether she will stay on the safe road of being the um assistant, or she'll sort of step out from the shadows and take a chance to, to become a producer.
0: Awesome. And what was it in the script that, um, kind of called to you and why did you want to tell this story?
2: Um, I think that this, it was two strong female leads, which I always love. It's, um, it's also like, uh, I really loved how both women are on these journeys where they have to take a risk to do uh, something that brings them to the next level in their careers. Um, and I like that the movie is all about work and focused on their work lives and their identity in work, not, um, you know, even though it's a rom-com, like it's not all about will I meet a guy? Will my love life work out? Like it's more, they're both very focused on their careers. So I could really relate to that. Um, And I also love that they are sort of told to take these big risks and they're greatly rewarded for it. Like I feel like I'm always down for a movie that um, celebrates women taking risks and rewards them, doesn't punish them for it, which is a weird thing to say, but it's rare in a movie to find that. Like women are so punished in movies for taking risks or going against the grain. Like it's not something that I feel like I grew up watching a lot of movies where women were celebrated for doing that kind of thing. And then um, those big movies sort of went by the wayside. I don't know why studios don't make them anymore, but um, I was so happy this one was getting made and I wanted to make one of those movies. Like i loved watching Aaron Brockovich. It made me want to go fight the world. You know, I love like working girl and all the, you know, um, broadcast news. Like I love those movies where these women were very serious at their jobs and were really good at it. And nobody was like apologizing for being good at their job. Like I love that both these characters are really not, um, fumbling or fumbling or, or lessening themselves in any way. They're really good at what they do. They just aren't getting the opportunity that they want.
1: I know you're still kind of, you're at the last part of, you know, making, or, you know, putting out the film into the world. And I've yeah. had a lot of time to reflect on the whole experience yet, but just curious, do you have a favorite moment from creating the film where the pre production shooting or post?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the the sort of unique thing about this movie was create, was um, making the music before we made the movie because it's a music driven film. So it was very um, like new to me, but also very, Uh, demanding to find new music produce those songs like get them all ready then like get the actors performing them as if they had done them their whole lives and then filming them actually creating the song performing the song um finishing the song like all of that was really challenging and really fun and satisfying to work so closely with musicians
0: Hmm. And can you tell us what it was like working with Tracy Ellis Ross and especially in this role, which I think she sings for the first time in this film? Is that correct?
2: She does. It's yeah. not just her feature film debut, it's also her singing right. debut. That's so um, exciting. <laughs> it was really exciting. And it was very, I mean, she obviously has um, a lot of uh, writing on this because her mom is Diana Ross and she is you know doesn't want to be compared to her but is obviously going to get compared to her and that's not very fair because you know if we're going to compare Tracy and her singing to Diana Ross then it's only fair to put Diana Ross in a romantic comedy and judge her (laughs) comedic acting (laughs) Um, but one thing we did do which was a really insane memorable moment was Tracy took us all to Vegas to see her mom's show. Oh wow and and meet her. Oh my <laughs> <That> gosh. <is laughs> insane. So like watching a Diana Ross concert with Tracy in the audience, singing along her mom's songs, and then going backstage and meeting Diana Ross and listening to them talk to each other. And then um it just like it really gave me great insight into Tracy as a person and also what an amazing mom her mom is because she raised such grounded, lovely kids who are also talented, but also really good people in the world, you know, and that's like, I think good mothering. It just was, so she's like, sort of become this like mothering icon model for me. Um, and yeah, cause she like, I think Tracy told me that even though she was on the road and becoming a huge icon, the longest time she was ever away from her kids was two weeks. Which I find stunning, you know, and um and also that, you know, they had to do their chores, they had to like <laughs> and they're just really good. Like Tracy has an incredible work ethic, she's really smart, um, she is super generous and she's really kind. And those things I think are um parented into you. <laughs> so it was really um it was just a beautiful experience because she is a real movie star, you know, and you realize like what that word means. I used to just think, well, what is a movie star? Why do people use that word? You know, but then once you start directing, um like I'm lucky enough to have worked with a couple now and I realize what it means. And it's a very practical thing, you know, as a director. It means that they are there to uplift everybody else and be your co-creator in a way, because your star makes um, every day on set hell or every day on set amazing, you know. Along with you, like you are the director, you're there, you're setting the tone. But if you have your lead actor come in and is just a fucking monster to everybody, then your job is a million times harder, you know, and really difficult. And like the real. I know people say about, like, Leonardo DiCaprio that he brings up all the actors around him, you know, and that he is a great star that way. But it was really fun to just see, you know, I think I learned that from Emma Thompson, like, what a real movie star does and what she um, can bring, not just to the movie, but to the experience of making the movie. So it was really fun to watch Tracy do that, you know. She's, She's a real pro and definitely made the days easier and more fun.
1: Yeah. I remember you saying that um, when we talked to you about Late Night with Emma Thompson, how she made the creativity such a joy. And that really stuck with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, Cool. Yeah. Kind of circling around the music thing again, tackling the process of making art, whatever form it is, um, is a feat, I think, in film. Yeah. So how did you tackle the art of of making music and the high note, like in the actual film? I know you kind of talked about the pre-pro stuff a little bit.
2: Um, so the, the actual like practical nuts and that's the bolts of how it happened.
1: Just like, yeah. How do you show, you know, the stuff in pro Tools or the stuff in the studio or that, you know, tracking and, and, and how that all kind of comes together. How did you kind of enter into that world?
2: Yeah, it's, it was hard because I wanted it to be technically correct. Like I didn't want any of our. Music colleagues to take us down and be like, that screen's bullshit. What's happening there? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think some of that came from um, when I worked on that show, Mr. Robot. I remember uh, Sam was so exacting about the screens being exactly right and having the right technology on them. And I think it's something that maybe I would have left through as a director had I not had that experience. <laughs> like, you know, because I think sometimes you're like, ah, it's a screen. Who's looking at that? They're looking at the after spaces. But like it's important that everything in there be right with, with this because the actor is working on the music and the track. So I think it was kind of um, <clears throat> like starting from there. Okay, what what are they doing? Because the script usually just says they create a song, you know. So then you're like, well, how are they creating that song? And what does that look like? And how do they collaborate? And what instruments do we need? And what um, equipment? And what would her home setup look like and what would his home setup look like and how much money do they have and what can they afford and what exactly is she doing to the song what is producing you know like all of those questions came in and then um you know we had like amazing text on set to make sure that the screen was doing exactly what she was doing in the scene and um that the equipment wasn't just so oh, this looks cool plug that in and you know we'll just say it does that it was everything was really accurate. Um, It was spending time with some producers um, who led us into their studios and let me watch their process so that it was um, as authentic as it could be. And then also just remembering how fun it is to create a song together, you know, or to to create anything together is really, um, I think, sexy and romantic and really fun. And so I really wanted to make sure that that was, embraced, you know, that I think there are so many music movies about the dark side music or addiction or like what a, how tortured it is. And I was like, well, it's also really fun. You know, like what we do for a living is super fun. So I just wanted to make sure that, um, I was just showing that creative joy as well.
0: Kind of jumping on what you said about what you learned um, from Mr. Robot and kind of took into this project. I'm curious, uh, every um, project kind of comes with its own, you know, learning and lessons. And we're wondering what did you learn from this film that you might take into your next film? I mean, I'm sure there'll be things that you won't, you won't know until that film, but is there anything that Mm -hmm. kind of stands out now that you're thinking about?
2: Yeah. Think about that. Um, I mean, I think something to really, I've always watched actors for their, um, just performance and believability and, and truthfulness. But I think something to really look for that I can pay a little more attention to is their energy and like what their natural energy would be and what that brings or takes away from the part as written, you know, and to be aware, more aware of that, you know, because there is sort of, um, Like, I think Maggie on the page was a little more type A. And Dakota has such an ease, like, such a a chill vibe about her that I was like, oh, okay, now that makes Maggie this way. And so then, like, how do I best capture this version of Maggie, you know? So I think there's sort of, like, that sort of energetic shift that happens in a character with an actor's energy and is, like, you know, I thought made the assistant stronger her energy because it was a new take on it. Like we have, we've seen the sort of flustered, like put upon assistant and it was really interesting to see like, you know, one who was just a little more um, confident and like, you know, not so uh, not so rushing around. <laughs> but it's also, it's hard because the, the like trope in your head is like, oh, but they should be like that. And then you're like, wait, okay, but this is what's happening. Let me see. Oh, this is cool. Like, how do we make this? Let me bring out the best of this. And like, you know, that's all kind of I think fun directing to like kind of um take your stars energy and make the character something wholly new and interesting. Um, take on it.
0: Yeah, that's so
1: interesting. Were you ever a personal assistant? Just curious.
2: I was, yeah. yeah, we all have been. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was, but I didn't have nightmare bosses, which is good. Mm. <laughs> so they also weren't my friends. They also didn't help my career at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Random. Had you worked with any of the actors you worked with in this film before, or was everybody kind of um, new to work with?
2: I had no. I had never worked with Tracy Ellis Ross. So I had never worked with Dakota Johnson. I never worked with Kelvin. I never worked with Ice Cube. And <clears throat> I had never directed June, Diane, Raphael. I had worked with Mark Evan Jackson. We did a really fun episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine together, um, which is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> He's such a comedic force. Um, and I had worked with Rupak Jin. He was in a, a film I did for PBS. Um, but yeah, everybody... No, I had never directed everybody before. It was really it was fun. It's It's different because once you leap... Like it was my first studio film. So there were a lot of people like um, watching every decision <laughs> and being like, you know, in a good in a good way, like they didn't want me to fail. But also there's a moment where you're like, well, can I have one of my people that I usually work with? No? Okay, cool. Like, you know, there's like a little bit of a, well, we're taking a chance on you, so we're going to surround you with all of the people we're comfortable with, you know? And that's like, I think, um, you know, a bit of a downfall for some studio films is like definitely you, you might want to let the director have one or two people that they've collaborated with before. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess our last little question is what's been keeping you sane creatively in quarantine.
2: What's been keeping me sane creatively in quarantine is my, um, I have a deal with, a uh, overall deal with, um, uh, the Disney family, which is basically for television. So it's basically Disney, FX, Hulu, um, Freeform, ABC, (laughs) Disney Plus. I feel like Disney kind of owns almost all of television now. (laughs) Um, So I've been like developing shows and reading shows from other people to produce and also like writing my own and trying to um, just get as many female voices in as possible right now. and. that has been like keeping my spirits really up and very excited.
1: Love that. Well, we can't wow. wait to yeah. see yeah, what comes next. Yeah. Um, last thing. Can you just tell us when and where people can see the high note?
2: Yes. Yeah, so it is coming out on Friday, the 29th. Um, and everybody can go watch to watch the high uh, to get details, but it's on all the platforms from what I understand. So awesome. everybody should be able to get it anywhere on the band.
1: Thanks so much, Nisha.
2: Thank you. It's good to see you again. You
1: too.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye. You can find us at afemalelens.com and at afemalelens on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at afemalelens at gmail.com and you can download the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Apple Podcasts, where we'd love it if you left us a review. Our theme
1: song was composed by Jesse Nelson. Our logos were created by Megan Cafferty. Elise Welch is our associate producer and A Female Lens was created by Jennifer Zolland and Larkin Bell.